my mom was like she asked me the question like if you could go anywhere in the world like where would you want to go and I said Australia and she said Becca we're going and I was like oh my god you're kidding like I'm so excited and she said oh not you sorry me and your stepdad are going man Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi, we're, we're Quinn. Quinn and, and we're, we're Becca. Becca. And welcome to Manic Pixie Jumpscare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and, and love, love for, for each, each other. other. Wait, are we like meant to do this whole thing in Australian accent? Like, have you thought about it? <laughs> Maybe we should. Maybe we should. <laughs> I did think about that. <laughs> Is sort of. I'm gonna have to keep saying there's a shark in the water. To kind there's of a shark in the water. myself. Yeah, there's <laughs> um, a shark in the water. It's all right. There was an episode of Sibling Rivalry, which is mm-hmm. Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchanges podcast, where they did the whole thing in British accents. All right. Um. Well. And Bob, Bob was like moving around England, like. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he would speak, he was like it attempting a different sound accent. Consistent. All right. Um, well, we'll try. I have, I have faith in your abilities to do it. My abilities. I'd no, like we'll, to test us. No, we'll test it out. No, yeah, we'll try we'll, it. We'll try. We'll, we'll try. try. We'll try. Well, so if you couldn't tell already, <laughs> this episode is another stainless deep dive in what other are we talking about we're in the great barrier reef for this one yeah oh my god it's actually dead god bless her god God bless her (laughs) that reef of ours rest Um, in peace yeah so this episode's about australia Mm -hmm. uh, um me and queen's actually native land which you would never guess yeah yeah yeah. we don't talk about it a lot but (laughs) we don't we we met The Classic. story that we gave you guys is just kind of a cover. Yeah, to protect ourselves. It's hard for, Australian spies. It's hard for foreigners, <laughs> even in an Anglo market, to make it, you know, in the same level as a true American. And so, so Bick and I thought it good to, you know, kind of come up with a dumb accent and, you know, <laughs> just kind yeah. of exist that way. But we really yeah. not here down this episode. You know, exactly. it was... What probably helps with this is that I was watching season one of The White Lotus last night with me mum. Oh, is that based in Australia? No, but Murray Bartlett is on it, who is Australian, and okay, he's using perfect. his real accent. So nice. Well, mm-hmm. love to see it. Another Australian. Um, but yeah. So basically, Quinn, I'm curious to know what your other than like living here and like being from here, mm-hmm. yeah. what your <laughs> first encounter I guess was with like Australian culture like you know speaking from the point of view of like an American child maybe mm-hmm. so like what was that for you well Australia my first interest in it which I actually didn't remember because I was like what am I going to bring to this segment sure. um was actually uh I really liked kangaroos growing up like kangaroos were like my favorite animal because of course because something we don't talk about enough is 
a favorite animal culture when you're a child? Like everybody's always like, it's people don't get to know each other by asking like, what do you do for a living? You know, what are your hobbies? It's what's your favorite color? What's your favorite animal? What's your favorite food even? Um, so favorite <laughs> animal, I was really leaning on the kangaroo in that time. I thought it was interesting how they just kind of hop around. Yeah, um, it's nice. And they're also very violent with one another sometimes. They are so violent also with humans. Yes, they will yeah, kick yeah. you. They'll kick the shit and out of you. It's also kind of scary that they're just like around oh, in yeah. Australia. Like they're just like they're as prevalent as deer are here in the States. It's so true. Um, they'll ki- like they'll just turn up in your backyard and you're meant to be like, all right, hey. And then they will kick you. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> What's going Joey's. on? <laughs> um but yeah marsupials in general um mm. and then something also because you came up with a really good one that i'm not going to steal your thunder on but that i didn't well, think about you. until i looked at our outline yeah <laughs> um <laughs> is uh survivor which we all know i'm a huge survivor fan right they did their second season ever in australia Oh my god, that must have been so tough, everyone. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, because the advantage of doing it on like a tropical place is that there's more like food, Mm -hmm. whereas like Australia, there was like nothing. I'm pretty sure. Like it was pretty. It's famously an arid kind of desolate climate. Just poison, really. Yeah, poison spiders (laughs) and all that. Yeah, and there were like fires, like all this stuff. Um, Oh god. Yeah, but that was the second season ever, so it was very early in the show. And mm-hmm. it's the only season that was 42 days because okay. um, the regular season is 39 days. And, well, up until season 40. And then because of COVID, the last four seasons have been 26 days, which, in my opinion, makes for a lesser season. But, you know. Gotcha. But now I'm just kind of afraid they're going to keep doing it because it costs less to do 26 days and 39 days. Um, Right. So, you know, capitalism. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Of course. But, yeah, I remember um, one, like, memory I have is there was this woman. She went by the moniker Mad Dog. um, And she got, like, voted out pretty early. (laughs) But she came back to the reunion and she was, like, playing a didgeridoo slay like she was so <laughs> interested in the culture that she learned how to play the didgeridoo wow that's a tough one yeah which i wonder how hard it is to play it because it kind of just looks like a kazoo but like much bigger it's huge yeah um hmm. she was also in survivor like they have like a medical kit in case you like you know do anything and in mm-hmm. the medical kit there are condoms Wow. And there was a whole thing at the reunion about how she was surprised to find those. And she was like, when I was on the island, I made sure all those condoms stayed in the medical kit. <laughs> she was going to be pissed. She was cricking down on <laughs> the sexual energy of the camp. <laughs> Which, like, why would you guard it? Because, like, people are still going to have sex, but then there might be a survivor baby. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine the show paying for that. Literally. Well... There, this happens much later, but a couple of years ago on Big Brother, people are pretty sure there was a baby conceived in the house. Oh my God. Wow. So yeah. Oh my God. One thing, one thing about 
life, people are going to fuck. That's <laughs> so true. Even on the show where they're meant not to and they get money for not, they do Literally. It. <laughs> Even on the show where they're like, if you do not fuck, you're not, you're going to get money. They're like, oh, I don't know yeah, about that, actually. I think I'm And on the show where you're literally meant to go out into the woods and be so dirty for <laughs> months on end, people are like, you know what? I think I might. <laughs> exactly. No, it's really <laughs> crazy. Must go nose blind or something. Um, but yeah, Bika, hmm. I would now love to hear your kind of background when it comes to Australia, our um, home and native land. Yeah, thanks so much for asking. Um, there's a shark in the water. All right, that helps. So basically, as every other young girl did, in or just every person did in the early two thousands, you had to watch H two O. Yes. Um, it was iconic. It was everything you wanted it to be. And so I think that's really where like my obsession with Australia did begin because mm. I was like so obsessed with these mermaids and just assumed like if you go live in Australia, like you will be a mermaid. And that's just true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um also watched the Scooby Doo Vampire movie, which is Arguably in the top three of their movies. With the Hex Girls? No. No, that's a different one. It's, it's like, a, it's another band one. Like, it's the Battle of the Bands, and they're all Australian bands in the Outback. And mm. then, actually, like, a lot of them are pretending to be vampires to freak people out. I feel like it's I remember. kind of sick. I remember that one. That was such a golden era of Scooby-Doo. No, literally. I also, that film is how I learned about waterbeds. No, because we need to talk about <laughs> how big, like, waterbeds had a stranglehold on the culture. No, like, in like, the I 70s like and then lot... the 2000s. No, literally, like, because also I feel like that 70s show was a big part of it. And yeah. it felt like a waterbed was something you would encounter in your life. It was like crawling through an air duct, like, to do something mischievous. Like, that happened on exactly. every show. Yeah. And, like, you were like, how am I going to do that when the time comes? Yeah. Like a bully stealing your lunch money. It's like, how am I going to confront that when no, the time so comes? Right. Nobody tried even to steal my scene. lunch money. No, no one ever did that. Well, first of all, I never carried cash on me as a child. It's a check. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, what else? Well, yeah, that was like big Australian media. And then later, obviously, like, Love Island Australia was just mm. like the best. Um, me and my mom watch, and I will talk about this later actually, how it has affected me. But we watched Bondi Beach or Bondi Rescue, sorry, um, which is like the reality show about the lifeguards at Bondi Beach. Um, <gasps> oh, you know, I love a workplace drama. Oh my god, it's incredible, and like the craziest things happen. Like, it there are in a crazy amount of times where people will step on a sea urchin like as they go they're meant to go in the water and then they like have to take this like laughing gas that like gets the poison out um and like it's crazy like so i'm stepping on that sea urchin intentionally (laughs) i'm trying to get get saved by a lifeguard who's probably hot (laughs) and australian and then i get to do some laughing gas on the beach oh my god free trip all right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. MPJ yeah. Live. That'll be our activity. <laughs> exactly. No, but Australia just, uh, I've just always loved like the aesthetic of it. Like 
just chilling like mm-hmm. in with the blue blue water i love sharks they're my favorite animal as <gasps> you may know um and there's so many there you got to be careful because mm. there's so many but um it's lovely yeah so yeah i love australia that's why it's on the stand list Okay, well, I think that's sufficient background. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're going to take a cheeky little break and we'll be right back to get into, you know, a little bit more general information about Australia. Right. Guys, I'm scared. Rocky. Good day. Just kidding. That's actually offensive and that's <laughs> a stereotype. And guys, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's not fucking funny. You're having a fucking laugh right now. Sorry. <laughs> you know I like to practice my British accent wow. too. That was crazy. Um All right. Speaking of Britain. Ugh. <laughs> now we want to get into a little bit of the history of Australia. Yeah. Um and so, consensus is that Australia has been inhabited for about fifty to 60,000 years. Long time. Yeah. So, it was inhabited by First Nations of Australia peoples, which refer to both Aboriginal peoples and Torres Strait Islander peoples, who are ethnically distinct groups. So, my get- they were like, kind of similar to American Indigenous groups. There were a bunch of different kind of Aboriginal people kind of like spotted across, but then... There were these mm-hmm. Torres Strait Islander peoples who were a little bit more like isolated from my understanding and who are a little bit ethnically different. Um, and so population prior to colonization was about 300,000 to 1 million first peoples living in Australia prior to colonization. Mm-hmm. It must have been so crazy to live during like ancient times. Right. And truly not know so anything too. going on around you. <laughs> Scary. They don't but also kind of like guys. liberating. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> I feel like a modern problem is that we have way too much knowledge of what's going on. <laughs> That's a great point from you, actually. <laughs> great point from you. So I'm kind of romanticizing that at this point. But mm-hmm. um, so then Mr. James Cook maps the east coast of Australia and claims much of the territory for Britain. Um. And then, surprise, surprise, the Europeans give First Nations peoples diseases and kill a lot of them. They also enslaved and raped many of them. One especially fucked up thing I found out while I was doing my research is there was an interest in Tasmanian Aboriginal skulls. So Tasmania is like an island off the southeast coast of Australia. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, there must have been to the European colonists, some kinds of, like, visual variants in, like, head size. And so uh, people who studied, like, craniums and, like, that kind of thing became really interested in Tasmanian people. And so they took the skeleton of Truganini, um, who was a Tasmanian Aboriginal woman, and they exhumed it two years after her death, despite her pleas not to. Um, And, of course, her remains were later placed on display... Um, and her body parts would not be returned for a hundred years. So that happened in like late 19th century and they were not returned in like the 1970s. Oh man. Yeah. It's not nice actually. The British were so fucked up for truthful <laughs> because like the amount, they did the same thing with um, 
Sarah Bartman, um, who was in Australian or not Australian, African woman, I believe, mm, um, right. who was like native to one of the tribes around South Africa. But they literally mm. like they like toured her around and like showed her off because she was like she just had like a body type that like Europeans had never been exposed to before. And it was just this really weird like hate that actually yeah they had a really (laughs) weird anyway um (laughs) colonialism is so fucked up especially british (laughs) colonialism (laughs) breaking news guys breaking Uh, news i know you guys haven't heard this before (laughs) colonization bed so the british are colonizing and you know recently around this time the american colonies are like you know what we're fed up we're gonna Mm -hmm. do our own thing over here yeah. And so Britain was like, well, where are we going to send all our prisoners now? <laughs> and so oh, fuck. Britain sent the first fleet to establish a new penal colony. And then, Becca, you found a little interesting piece of information here. Well, yeah, of course. So, uh, well, yes. So there were like a lot of port cities on like the what's now known as like the Gold Coast of Australia for British colonies. Um, but famously, the second ever capital city was... Hobart, which was established um, in the late 1700s, early 1700s. And um, it is in Tasmania. It's now the capital of Tasmania. And it was named after Lord Hobart, who I am a descendant of. Um, He was, yeah, he was back in Britain being secretary of state for the war in the colonies, um, which kind of flopped. So maybe it's on him. Um, (laughs) Get this. He did go into office. That's right. On my birthday, June 23rd. Oh my God. There's no such thing as a coincidence. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. That's Um, crazy. You have that natural connection. Yeah. He's my uh, distant, distant relative. There are like Hobart castles still in England, um, (gasps) but I really want to go to Hobart, Australia. This part, Tasmania, Australia is like the only place in Australia where it does snow and they have mountains and stuff like that. So they have a really interesting climate. Southern Southern enough where it's not snowing again. Exactly. Oh my God. Yeah. So So fun. I didn't know there was that connection. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the rest of the 18th and 19th centuries, the British continued to push into Australia. I didn't know this, but Australia had seven gold has several gold rushes. So like what happened mm-hmm. in California it, here yeah. in America also happened in Australia. So they had a lot of gold there. Um, and that actually leads to the formation of white Australia laws. Um, mm-hmm. which describes a set of laws that made it harder for non-white people, specifically the Chinese and Pacific Islanders to immigrate to Australia. Um, and I believe those came about firstly as a kind of reaction to the gold rushes because there were a lot of Chinese people coming and trying to get in on the gold rush because, you know, chase a bag. Right, um, right. And so, yeah, Australia said, you know what the remedy to that is? Some good old racism. Right. Um <laughs> And yeah, and then the world the world starts warring with each other. The girls are fighting in like an ultimate kind of way. Yeah. And Australia like joins the side of the Allies in both world wars. So, you know, we're on the side of Nazism, which is good. Um I don't think they're also they're not known for having like a particularly strong 
army or navy. Oh yeah, it was like, like you know, it's kind of like <laughs> it's the thought that counts actually. Yeah, like, us being on your side. Like, oh so, good. They're also thank so you. they're also so isolated. Like, like you can't even get there to help. Yeah, like I don't even know <laughs> how they were getting there in the 1940s. Can you imagine <laughs> traveling to Australia in the 1940s? Like. Yeah. How do people even do that? Um, it's too much, guys. I guess on a boat. I don't know. Um, well, actually, the the Aboriginal um, communities of Australia were like some of the first mariners, like early yeah. mariners. Like mm-hmm. they were building boats. Like they were like, we've got to go around this big land of ours. Literally. So slay, <laughs> slay you guys, slay on. <laughs> Love um, you guys. And then Australia spends the post-war period. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> whoa, 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 since the post-war period encouraging European immigration and gets around to repealing some of those really racist laws they enacted. Um, So Australia is not really a population, like, dense country, from my understanding. No, it's not. Um, like, the middle of the country is, like, kind of uninhabitable. Yeah, no, well, there's no one there. in the terms of modern society. Right. Aboriginal people were making it work. Mm-hmm. Living off the land, you know. No, I think like ninety percent of the population lives on either one of the coasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so they were like, guys, come over here. Um, yeah, get over here. And so now, where the real fun begins, <laughs> is the accents because that is ultimately one of Beck and I's favorite cultural exports. Of course, from Australia. Um. And so the Australian accent kind of begins as a mix of British accents. Um, England is known, of course, for their regionalisms, and the modern Australian accent was kind of born out of that. Um, mm. So many Australian colonists maintained that Australian English was the true English because it was devoid of those regionalisms because, like, everybody there just kind of started talking in a similar way. But if you know anything about languages, <laughs> um, that's not how any of them work. Like inevitably kind of like dialects develop and stuff right um and so there are different kinds of australian accents broad which we've might have been slipping into (laughs) and then there's general (laughs) which is kind of the prototypical australian accent Mm -hmm. broad might be like if you're trying to do like it is how people kind of like regionally speak so it's kind of like you know like some of those like intense kind of regional accents like somebody has like a really intense like Boston accent or like New York accent like that's kind of like what that's kind of akin to like a broad Australian and right. so it might be the one that like people are really like oh hi cheeky came like something like that yeah um and then general is the more prototypical Australian accent that's what Becca and I talk in mm. um <laughs> and then cultivated is more British um and that was actually kind of rose because um, it was taught in elocution classes um, mm. because people were obsessed and are still obsessed with pronouncing words correctly, even though it's not really a correct way to pronounce any word. Yeah, that's like the point of English. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Whatever. it's just, you know, you you speak differently based off where you're, you're from, babes. Mm-hmm. So Exactly. And can't we all accept that instead of having to like crush everybody's dialect into one thing? Right. I don't know, but that's, you know, <sighs> some background. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Becca, I thought it would be interesting to talk about some of our favorite Australians. I think that's a great point. Um, I myself am a huge fan of 
and this is just off the top of the dome. I've mm-hmm. I love Margot Robbie. Okay, I've got you. Australian. Lo- yeah, I love Chris Hemsworth. I'll say mm-hmm. it. Um, I love who even else? Who's from there? Who? Oh, M- Mike's Mike. Come on. <gasps> The most important famous like Australian. My favorite right now. Australian, I think, ever. <laughs> um, isn't Kylie Minogue Australian? Yes, yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, now I have to Google a list of Australian celebrities. No famous Australians. I'm looking at the same. <laughs> Just uh oh Nicole Kidman. Are you kidding? <gasps> yeah. Heath Ledger. All right, sure. Hugh Jackman. Oh. oh my god, you forget a lot of these people. Kate Blanchett, are you kidding? Tony Collette. Iggy Azalea. Iggy Azalea. <laughs> Us naming people. <laughs> hey, Blanchett's Australian. I thought she was British. No, she... Now that you line, talk about it, The she's... line starts to get a little shysty. Yeah. Really. Naomi Watts. I've seen this incredible movie that is so random called mm-hmm. Adore that her and Robin Wright are in, and it's based in Australia, and it's their besties, and they're like in their current age and they fall in love with each other's sons. <gasps> I yeah, I saw <laughs> previews for that. It's kind of slay. And aren't like, the sons what the like hell? underage? Well, no, they're like 20. Yeah. But they knew each other when they were young. Like Yeah, that well, seems like a really fucked up concept yeah. for a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of good. It you said fun. I kind of enjoyed it. To be honest, <laughs> I kind of actually was entertained. Oh, my goodness! Oh my goodness! Well, yeah, that is um, <laughs> Naomi Watts. Something. Best. Well, what's your <laughs> some of your favorite Australian celebrities, or have you you found all of them? No, one of my favorite right now is definitely Captain Jason. Right. Oh my god, you're so right, Captain, Captain Jason, Jason. Hit us up. Email in. Captain Jason, please email in. Better yet, call me. My number is. Wait, like, if we asked him to be on the podcast, like, he has no reason to say no. (laughs) You can say that about anyone. (laughs) You're true, but, like, I feel like he could respond, like. No, because I don't know. (laughs) It would be good that we do this through Zoom, because if we were in person, I don't (laughs) I'd act a fool. (laughs) It'd be crazy for me. Uh, You see me get on the Zoom call. I've like never looked more beautiful. I got my hair blown out. I've got my nails done. (laughs) You're like, like, Jason, it's just another day. We both have like these artificial like tans to make us a little bit more like (laughs) attractive. The face zoom filters on. (laughs) The blur filter. Slay. Little pump. <laughs> it was funny. My mom walked past the TV and she was like looking at a woman and she goes, What's wrong with her face? And I just go, Fresh pump. Lovely. It's so true, though. I'm sure. Um, who are some Kylie Minogue? Mm-hmm. I just have to give an extra shout out to really kind of, it's just one of, she's kind of the Kylie Ray Jepsen of like the people. Like the nineties, yeah. Like she's kind of like the Carly Rae Jepsen of the nineties. Like she's just this really solid person who's always making great pop music, but never really kind of yeah. like breaks through. Blew up, it's true. Um. Oh, Jacob Elordi. That's another one. Oh, you're right. 
Um, and also another one. I was just thinking of it. Who was I thinking of? Oh, I mentioned him earlier, but Murray Bartlett, um, mm-hmm. who's one of the hardest people alive, I believe. <laughs> Actually, um, I would argue in a court of law. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stand for that. And uh, we have the Irwin family. <laughs> You're right. Steve. Yeah. Bobby. Classic. Bindi. Uh, Bindi. I did text Bicker one time that I found out Bobby Irwin was a Sagittarius and he's Australian. Um, and so I think that's a good candidate for somebody for me to have like my mate, you know, not not (laughs) my mate, but like my mate. Be boys with. Yeah, Yeah. of course. Of course. Oh, Isla Um, Fisher. I love her. Who's that? Um, she's married to Sasha Baron Cohen and she was in um Scooby Doo, the Real People movie and Confessions of a Shopaholic. I love Fisher. I love Fisher. Oh my god. She's the one that always gets confused with Amy Adams. You're right. She's married to Sasha Baron Cohen. Yep. So what random, a, right? What a duo. <laughs> was she in I thought Confessions of a Shopaholic was Amy Adams. No, it's her. See, this whole time. <laughs> you literally Oops. asked me that recently. You were like, have you seen Confessions of a Shopaholic? And I was like, oh, yeah, the Amy Adams movie. Oh, I didn't hear you say Who Amy was Adams. she in Scooby-Doo? Oh, she was on Spooky Island, wasn't she? She was Mary Jane. That's like my favorite name. What's the matter, Mary Jane? Oh, the guy from Avatar, Jake Sully. He's Australian. Now, you know, I don't, I famously don't watch movies, so. Right, right. Just ignore be, that then. It's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. Oh, um, Reese Nicholson, who is an Australian comedian. Um, He's on the judges panel for for RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Do you see this funny. photo? I'm taking a lot of I found. In oh, the <laughs> wait. I wonder if this will show on the. On the recording. I don't think so. Hey, what is that? Um, <laughs> I don't so know what he's have, competing for. We have Jacob Elordi yeah. wearing, but it's in 2012, circa 2012. Yeah. So, like, right. not in, but like an awkward teenage Jacob Elordi. Yeah. Um, wearing a fedora and having He's wearing a white fedora <laughs> with a, a red brim, a bow tie. And like nice checkered jacket, might be hound's tooth. We can't really tell to the texture. Right, yeah. Wearing a little brooch too, and then he has this lovely little sesh on. It says Emirates Stake 2012 match. So maybe he was at like a football game. Could be, or maybe like polo or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this also names him as a budding young activist because he has spoken out in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> And he could that, not be more him. active. He could not be more active. He also does have the same birthday as um, Ariana Grande, so he is a cancer. <gasps> it's true. Cancer man. Oh. I know. That's why he falls in love with every co-worker he has. Literally. And that's why <laughs> he can Joey play. King. And that's why he can play. What's his face? So good. Nate Jacobs. Nate, Nate yeah. Jacobs is very cancer man coded. So moody. You're when right. you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it and you get um, scared. It's true. Yeah. Um, wait, you said, is Evan a cancer? My brother? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that one of the things we related on? Because we both have cancer brothers. Yep. Wait, when's your brother's birthday? July 18th. 
Uh, Evans is July 10th. The same as my grandma, actually. Oh, I have your so family has a lot family. of your family has a lot of like dual birthdays too. Yep, it's true. And your mother's a cancer too, right? Right. The day. Oh my god, me. three cancers in the house. And that exactly, <laughs> exactly. Oh, There's like a mere culpa every day. <laughs> it's crazy, actually. Everybody's got to be like, okay, well. Um, and of course, my dad's a Scorpio, so couldn't be scary actually. Wow, what a world over there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My dad's Scorpio too. Can we make it out? <laughs> Wait, okay. So this is a fun question. What are some of your fav- your favorite Australian a- animals or just some of your favorite? Because something I, I figured out that I didn't know is that apparently like one of the reasons Australia is so geolog- or, no, biologically fascinating is because, right. because it's been isolated for so long. Mm-hmm. Um. A lot of like the uh, species there are like endemic to Australia, so they're only really found in Australia. So right. apparently, it's like eighty-five percent, give or take, of like mammals there are only found in Australia. Yeah, I love and that then fact. like same with like fungi. About fifty percent of the bird populations are endemic to Australia, mm-hmm. um, and so. Australia is kind of like known for its biodiversity. Um, Love that. Oh yeah, yeah, Becca, what are some of your favorites? I'm definitely a koala girl. Like, really? Love them. They're so cute. I feel like the main thing of any trip to Australia is like, you got to go to that place where they let you hold the koalas. Exactly. You got to There are probably the a few of them. <gasps> oh, you know what I want to do? Wait, I might what? save that. I might save it. All right. All right. Um, okay. And then I've obviously I love sharks so much. <gasps> Um, Australian sharks. I just can't like, yeah. <laughs> it's ticking so all the boxes sexy. for Becca. <laughs> exactly. Um, I do love. I love a lot of like um, aquatic animals. So, I don't know. Like even an Australian octopus would be nice to meet. Ooh. Yeah. What about know, you, Queen? I want to know but... like what sharks are really native. I think well, the, great of course the great white. Yeah. I didn't know that. But you could go to California and get attacked by a great white. That's true. They're Am I not to believe? Am I? I'm like not afraid of shark attacks. Is that weird? No, I'm not scared either. That's like an anxiety I never have because I used to want my like finger or something to be bit off really bad just so I could say <laughs> you're like <laughs> testing it. You're like bleeding in the water. You're like cutting yourself with like a piece of exactly. paper before you go out in the water. Like, please, oh, please. I hope nothing bites me. I don't want to cut to ruin a day at the beach. Just my toe. <laughs> just my exactly. toe. Um, but honestly, uh I really love um kangaroos. Right. I still I still have an affinity for kangaroos. I think marsupials are such an interesting thing they have going on there. Um It's true. Cause like it's just very unique. And do you know what I'm actually really interested in? What? Um is the fact that they're like used to be like megafauna. Wait. Oh. Wait. Like what do you huge mean? animals. Like Oh. Like, there used to be, like, big kangaroos. Whoa. Like, they used to be, like, huge. That's so cool. And they've slowly gotten, like, smaller throughout time, smaller. but there used to be, like, it's called megafauna. And so mm. it's all, like, 
it's just animals, but like much bigger. And I'm like, what if oh it's just a huge fucking kangaroo, like nine feet or something? <gasps> like, <That'd be> awesome. <laughs> so scary, but so fun. Oh. Uh, the dingo is another good right. one. Right, right. <gasps> oh, I love wallabies. Aww. I went through a phase where like, you know, like, do you remember? I don't know if this is like unethical at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but like wallabies were like kind of coming up as like a pet. Hmm. I I don't know if I was talking about a wallaby or a wombat before. What's a wallaby? Wallaby way. Oh, Finding Nemo was probably we didn't talk oh, about right. the first one. You're right. I don't know. A wallaby is like a smaller kangaroo. So no, I was talking about a wombat. Mm. Those things. They're little like cute little yes. rabbit creatures. <laughs> like they're so cute. Yeah. There's something like them also that's like they can weigh up to eighty pounds. Whoa. Whoa. New Zealand has like a version of that that is like um really cute and it smiles at you. Really? Yeah, yeah we're not talking about New Zealand, unfortunately. Yeah. But no, Kiwi would around. definitely be up there. Yeah, of course. Kiwi's such a cute little fucking bird. The kookaburra is a really cute bird, and that's from Australia. Kukubura. And it screams. <laughs> Any animal that screams, I'm like, I, I automatically I relate, relate to. to you. <laughs> yeah. Um, She's my sister in that. Yeah, she was my sister. Uh, the emu. Because <laughs> she, she's screaming. Of course, the emu. <laughs> the emu is funny because oh, it's Tasmanian devil. So I've never actually. Is that like a real animal that's based on? Yeah, but it doesn't look like the Tasmanian devil from the Looney Tunes. Ah! Um, yeah, it's like a badger type <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, my God. There's also, of course, the platypus. Of course. A lot of people were interested in the platypus. It, it had a bit, Perry the platypus really put platypus, platypi <laughs> on the map. Platypi. Um, uh... And then the echidna, I forgot about this animal, but it's kind of like a porcupine with like a beak. Mm. Um, they just have so many, so much cool shit here. Like... Really? But so, like, so much poisonous stuff, guys. I cannot yeah. emphasize enough. Like, yeah. there's so many poisonous spiders and snakes. The you must be careful. Yeah, you must yeah. be careful. You it's, must. You have to be careful. All right. Fortune yeah. favors those who are careful. Um, <laughs> and yeah, to kind of round out our discussion of Australia, mm-hmm. Dream MPJ Live Australia, which definitely is in the future. We're going to manifest course. it right here. Literally. It's Dream MPJ Live <laughs> <laughs> location for Australia, which would eventually just turn into a little bestie trip for me and Beckett to explore our native land of and get, get connected to our heritage, really. Of course. Um. Well, of course, I really want to go to Sydney and like a lot of places in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. And then, of um, I'd love to hit the other coast, go to Perth, mm-hmm. and then I feel like I have to go to Hobart. Yeah, your birthright. It's my blood. Like, Literally. I must. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Quinn? Where do you want to go? Uh, definitely want to go to Melbourne. Right. Because um, that's kind of, you know, the main girl up there. Right. Um, Adelaide might also be interesting. Mm. Um, as we all know, I conceived of a character. Or maybe we don't all know. I conceived of a character who was from Adelaide. <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, and so yeah um but the thing i thought about earlier that i made a big stink about mm-hmm. mpj live at an aquarium in australia yep yeah 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would yeah, be us convening with the wildlife. <laughs> oh my god. So iconic actually. We'd no, be able to talk to... to sharks. What? We would yeah, talk can... to sharks. I think you have that ability already. <laughs> yeah. But it'll if just you be a on... nice location. No, if you want MPJ or no, not MPJ, H2O. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that would be like my power. That would be your power. You could talk to all the species the aquatic, aquatic species. life oh my god you're so right i feel like they should have gotten in more like scuffles with them though like, yeah you're telling really me they never issue. encountered a shark <laughs> and it tried to bite the little fins literally <laughs> that would happen literally i've got right. special power that i'm not afraid to use baby there's a shark in the water <laughs> water water um but yeah, oh my god, nothing like an aquarium to unlock a level of childlike wonder in me. Literally, I um, love aquariums so much. And so, yeah. <gasps> nice. But yeah, any other thoughts on Australia more broadly before we get into our segments? I don't think so, guys. Expect to see us there soon, is yeah. all I can say. All, all I, I can say, say at this moment. <laughs> um, and so yeah, we're going to take a little break and then we'll be back for our minute pixie moments and our jump scares. Perfect. I'm scared. <gasps> There's a Dingo shark ate my in the baby. Water. Also, something important to note right now is that they don't call them shrimp; they call them prawns. Prawns. So it's prawns on the Barbie. If you're even gonna say that, it's all right. Prawn on the Barbie. <laughs> just had to, just had to put that up there. But. Of course, it's time for our stand list or weekly segments. So we're going to explain our jump scare and our manic pixie moment. The jump scare, which we start out with, um, so we can leave off on a positive note. The jump scare is anything that is making Quinn or I fearful, scared, a little bit hesitant to like go on in life. Um <laughs> And, yeah. of course, this time it's going to be considering Australia. So, Quinn, what is your jump scare? My jump scare is honestly how long it takes to get to there from America. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, oh my it God. takes a good 20-something hours to get over like, to Australia. Yeah. Like, yep. there's no good way to do it, really. Yeah. <laughs> no ifs, ands, or buts. Especially on the East Coast. Like, maybe if you live on the West Coast, it's a little bit more convenient right. but like east coast oh my goodness it's just so far away it's gonna take forever yeah you're the right other side of the world literally um mm -hmm. and so yeah i don't know it's just really far the inconvenience clearly. yeah and it's like how will i ever get over there i'm gonna have to brave it so hard <laughs> yeah literally. um but yeah anyway but becca mm -hmm. what is your jump scare when it comes to australia so I don't think I've told this story in the podcast already, but um, when uh, I've always said like Australia is the number one place I want to travel to, like I love Australia. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it was 2019 when my mom was like, she asked me the question, like, if you could go anywhere in the world, like, where would you want to go? Mm -hmm. And I said, Australia. And she said, Becca, we're going. And I was like, oh my God, you're kidding. Like, I'm so excited. And she said, oh, not you, sorry. Me and your stepdad are going. And I said, and she's so wrong for that. Girl, why would you phrase it like that? <laughs> How could you do that to me? And so 
of course I was really pissed um and I was really resentful for when she went and I couldn't even enjoy myself when she was there um just knowing like the things she was doing and I was so jealous and of course only the best thing ever happened to her which is she went to Bondi Beach and she met our favorite lifeguard like he was there that day oh my God. and she got a photo with him oh despicable actually literally my mom famously did a similar thing when she went to Greece for my cousin's birthday and like literally she was over there and she was like wish you were here and I was like where was that NG before you went on the trip <laughs> Yeah, what um, the hell? It's just rude. I can't. Yeah, I can relate to it. Okay. I can relate to it. Um, it's just too bad. Yeah. Well, well, that's the negative though, and so now mm-hmm. we must turn our cheeks and move to the positive. So, this is our manic pixie moment. Is there anything that was particularly slay, lovely, wonderful about Australia to us? So, Quinn, what is your manic pixie moment for Australia? Uh, probably like when I was preparing my character for voice and movement, mm-hmm. um, his name is Last Ben. You guys right? have, you You've guys have not heard before. the list of him. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You guys met have him. met him before. <laughs> yeah. 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 Give to the jump way. scare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Give to the jump scare is like the Rosetta Stone. Um, <laughs> MPJ. <laughs> Exactly. Well, no, Stan List is like the Rosetta Stone. Like, Gift of the Jump Scare was like, ah, uh, like, Treaty of Versailles or something. Like, it was like, you know. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, something like that. Like, it was, right. it was an important historical event. Um, right. And, yeah, but just like the whole, because I did a lot of research, I did a lot of background, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, so where's he from? What's his whole deal, you know? And then I was like, well, how is he getting to America? So it was like this whole thing where I (laughs) created this, um, (laughs) I created this narrative that Ben was on study abroad in New York and he was working, he was interning at Satisfactory, which is Phoebe Bridges's uh, record label. Um, Of course. And he had come home with one of his friends he had made at American Uni and was stuck in Pittsburgh. Exactly. <laughs> no, and you know, <laughs> no, and like the part of that that I didn't even like remember and like that everybody was really chucking up at, uh, or no, laughing, chuckling at. <laughs> <laughs> chucking up at. We well, all they, might have been, it they were chuckling so much they started to chuck up. Um, <laughs> is when someone was like well what's your favorite thing about america and i like just go probably there's little mormons that you guys have (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) at that time outside of our university there were a lot of mormons trying to convert people and paint your bible literally yeah um and they would like, there was this one time I was wearing my little flower jumper that I wore in a recent episode. Mm. Um, and I always get complimented on that garment whenever I wear it. Like it's inevitable ultimately. Right. Um, and I was wearing it and someone was like, I really like your jacket. And it was funny because one of the Mormons was like, I really like your jacket. And then, or she might've said like outfit even more broadly. And I was like, oh, thank you. And then literally the shirt I was wearing said queer icon on it. Oh, she didn't see that and I was like <laughs> tricked ya <laughs> gotcha got your gotcha. ass um <laughs> good job but yeah 
But Becca, I now must have to ask you. I must ask you the same question. <laughs> um, yes. What is your manic pixie moment when it comes to Australia? Well, I have to ask, like, it's not what I can do for the Australian accent. It's what the Australian accent can do for me. And um, when I go out to bars, especially in Pittsburgh, and I, <laughs> when I was randomly in Ohio that one time, um, and I pretended to be Australian and I asked for free drinks because it was my first time in America. Um, mm-hmm. That worked really well. And I got a lot of free stuff. And, <sighs> you know, it's so fun to lie to people. Even oh, in Pittsburgh, we're like, like, yeah, I love lying. And so, like, just telling people, like, when I'm out, like, yeah, I'm from Australia, like, crazy. There's also um, when third roommates, like, high school friends visited, third one of the roommate. kids... <laughs> One of the kids, like, he Code went to nine. Harvard, like, he's smart. He still believes to this day I'm Australian. And at one point, I, like, revealed I was American. And he was like, "No, oh, she's kidding. He, she's kidding right now. She's, she's, <laughs> she's capping. <laughs> cap, cap. Cap, cap, cap. <laughs> Back your cap, your cap. He was like. Kip, kip. Kip, <laughs> me to Captain Jason uh, in the middle kip, of the night kip, at three a.m. at his door. <laughs> kip, please, kip. please let me in, please. I love that man. Uh, um, but yeah, so Australian accent, love it. Does so much for me. <sighs> Literally, well, and also I have to say, your presentation for voice and movement when you did it on the Australian accent, right, was very good and very well, thank you aquatic themed. Yeah, it's true. Thank you. One thing about Vicka is she's going to cultivate an aesthetic. <laughs> it's true. And I did download that um, Google Docs like theme from the internet. So oh, really? I'm glad it worked. Yeah, it went over well. And right? speaking of, we have not addressed the facts. We always like don't address Vicka's <laughs> virtual <laughs> <background>. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she has a pink Australian flag behind yeah, her. Yeah, it's the glam version. So. Glam. <laughs> Australia if it's laid. Oh, <laughs> Australian also, flag I'm, if it's laid. I meant to bring up that something weird about Australia is they they also have like two main political parties. Mm-hmm. And the Liberal Party is actually their center right party. And the Labour Party is actually their left party. Yeah. How goofy. That's, yeah. <laughs> Labour usually means like Labour usually means left. Left in terms of but i haven't done because our liberal party is also center right <laughs> exactly <laughs> speck exactly. and i talked about it a couple of weeks ago um but right, right. um yeah. yeah yeah crazy it's tough um australia place of australia, dreams and nightmares australian <laughs> politics, literally, literally um but i think that brings us to the end of another stainless deep dive we're going to return to the shore yeah. now um but becca where can people keep up with you? They are so inclined. Yeah, well, they can follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart, on Twitter and Spotify at Beck's Gloss, and then they can also find me wandering the streets of Perth, trying to find where I belong. You're trying to find Iggy. <laughs> In a red exactly. dirt school skirt, sugar cane, back lane. <laughs> I'm going to be repeating that on the streets. All uh, right. Quinn, where can the people keep up with you individually if they're so inclined? 
You can follow me at Quimpy Murphy on both TikTok and Instagram. And you can also follow me at Quimpy Murphy underscore on Twitter. And I'm actually wearing my Moona shirt today. So you can nice. find me dreaming of being at the Lord Australian tour shows where Moona is opening for her. Uh, um, because nice. if it was a Moona Lord doubleheader, oh, I don't know how I would recover from that. I don't know how <laughs> I would come back from that. Especially because when I saw Lord, she didn't have an actual, like, opener opener. It was just, like, a DJ. Right. Who, like, wasn't playing even good music even. So it's like, why are you up there? God bless him. But can I also say, this is completely random, but a couple weeks ago on... No, not a couple weeks ago. Well, yeah, a couple weeks ago when you guys are hearing this. (laughs) um, Okay. There was a clue on Jeopardy, and the answer to it was, I am the Dance Commander, which is the um, Kesha remix album. From like 2011 or something. Did anyone know it? Yeah, I think so. Wow. I think so because it, I think I Am the Dance Commander was in the question and maybe the answer was Kesha, but like uh. the crux of the Jeopardy question was I Am the Dance <laughs> Commander, which felt like such like a niche thing. And Deep I was like, cut. oh, well, I've, I've loved Fuck Him, He's a DJ since I was like 11 years old. Right. <laughs> I've been off book <laughs> with the song. He's a stereotype. <laughs> and it's funny because it's not like a bad thing. And the, the joke is that he's a DJ. So she's saying he's a stereotype. Aye. Ew. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vicka, <but laughs> where can people keep up with the show if they want more hard-hitting journalism like that? Right. Well, they can follow at Manic Pinksy Jumpscare on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, where we post the podcast at length and also some exclusive content over there. They can also email in um, at manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com, where we will respond to basically anything you'd like to say. Literally. Yeah. We queen. queen. And And we bicker. And... Thank, Thank you, you for listening. listening. Is that your didgeridoo? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.